dudes. How are you? Christmas is come and gone and 2024 is knocking on the door. Just a couple more days left to 2023, eh? Has it been a good year for you? I hope it has. I, I know I know every year there are goods and bads. You know, lots of people go through a lot of hard times and you know, my family's been no different this year and I know everything's going to come out all right. So for any of you out there listening to this had a kind of a hard 2023, God knows I'm cheering for you folks. Um, But yeah, so it's almost over. Just a couple more days left in 2023. Here are some statistics on the cycling season that was. Well, this year it all started off, it all kicked off on March 7th. And the last cycling day was December 10th. Now, that means that there were 279 potential riding days. Of course, not all of those days got ridden. You know, we have to work. We have to do this, that, and the other. It can't all be fun and games out there. Um, but yeah, so during that time, I rode 8,244 kilometers. Pretty damn good. I know I talked about that last week as well, but hey. I'm still pretty happy with myself. So, with 279 riding days in, 8,244 kilometers, that means I did an average of 29.54 kilometers a day, every day since, uh, sorry, from March 7th to December 10th. Not bad. Not bad at all. Pretty happy with that. And I keep saying that, so trust me, for 2023, this will be the last podcast, obviously, for 2023. And thank you so much all for for, uh, for coming along. I can't believe this is the 18th episode of the Cycling Hokkaido podcast. This has been a real fun little hobby for me, guys. And thank you so much for uh, your comments and, and joining in the, the polls and, and, and whatnot. And thank you to... Everybody who left a Christmas message at the bottom of uh, last week's episode and the poll and things. And I can't believe that the poll, it looks like, um, what's it called? Home Alone is your favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be Christmas Vacation. But I think there might be a generation gap going on with uh, <laughs> some of the listeners out there. I know I asked my son, and I forgot to even put my son's uh, favorite Christmas movie on the list. Unaccompanied Minors is his. You remember that one? Did you see that one? A bunch of kids get stuck at the airport on Christmas. Hilarity ensues. (laughs) That was a good one. But let's go through some of the cycling highlights and and whatnot from, uh, from 2023. That first ride on March 7th was just 21 kilometers and it was just kind of a a little tour around uh, Ishikari you know just checked out a little bit of this that and the other I remember it was still too snowy to head up to the beach Uh, that road was still closed lots of roads are still off limits due to snow and and ice that early in the season but you know once you get the shed dug out and the bikes are able to come out and you get some some dry or even you know wet just so long as it's not icy patches of road you can get out so did you know the 21 kilometers that day uh where i was at uh banaguro shrine banaguro jinja jinja is shrine in japanese folks in case you didn't know 
And I actually didn't know this until uh, tonight, just getting ready for this. That that shrine actually dates all the way back to 1872. The Bandaguro Shrine was established by the people in the area in 1872. Who knew that? Um, I well, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Apparently, it got moved a couple of times in its history. Um, you know, because of the uh, I saw the Ishikari Newport Bay. I, I guess it was closer up to the water at one point. And it's in its current location. It sorry, it has been in its current location since 1971. There you go. I, I couldn't find too much more information about that uh, ginger, but that was okay. And I remember at that season, the uh, the second ride of the year was dumb. Entirely my fault. The second ride of the year after just. 21 kilometers. I thought a ride to Otaru <laughs> would have been possible. Actually, I remember I knew it was going to be really hard, and I knew it was probably a bad idea. And it was. I didn't have a choice because my wife and my oldest son were working together that day. So there would be no other time in my life. This was a once-in-a-lifetime chance to see my son and wife actually working together at Kitano Ryoba. And it was actually kind of funny because my son had been working there quite a bit longer. So he was actually my wife's senior at the job. You know, the whole senpai kohai thing in, in Japan. You know what that is, folks? Senpai is senior, kohai is junior. Very, very important part of Japanese society, the whole senpai kohai bullshit. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, my son was her senpai, her senior at the job, and I had to go check it out. So a friend of mine, uh, we rode uh, out to Otaru from... It, my friend, the Englishman, had actually ridden quite a bit more in uh, earlier in the season. So he wasn't too bad, but I just died coming back over the Hariyusu Toge. Man, oh man, that... Oh, very, very difficult. There's actually a picture of me uh, near the Hariyusu Tunnel, uh, and I just died. Oh, my God. Climbing back up out of Otaru was really hard. When, when you're climbing like that, you need to be in shape. You can't come off the winter layoff and just do the Otaru ride. The Otaru ride's not actually that big. Like... At the end of the season, in the middle of the season, it's not bad at all. But choosing that for the second ride after just 21 kilometers, whoo, mistakes were made early in the season, folks. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, well, at least I got it done and I did get to see them working together, which was really nice. It was very, very cool. But... You know, you got to build up to that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, after the winter, you know, it takes a while to get back in shape. You, you know, even though, even if you're going to the gym and using the stationary bikes, I, there's just something different about being actually out on the road. It, it takes time. It takes time. Here's another little first I dug up going through my uh, Facebook. 
The first Gari Gari Kun of the season was had on March 11th. And it was the Otonana Gari Gari Kun, the Koi Muscat. Kind of the, the green grape one. Those, by the way, are made with 55% real grape juice and 45% crap. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine, we were mailing back and forth the other day, and a friend of mine says, What's the deal, man? Why do you rate Gari Gari Kun? They're garbage, aren't they? I'm like, Whoa, dude, that's uh, kind of random there, isn't it? And he said, Yeah, it's just been building up in me all your. <laughs> All your bullshit gaudy gaudy goon pictures. Uh, <laughs> They're delicious. Come on. Who doesn't like the gaudy gaudy coons, eh? I mean, really. Puts you back in touch with your childhood. Makes you feel good. It's a comfort food. <laughs> I also remember one thing I really love about uh, the uh, riding early in the spring is when you go through Gonosawa or places like that, any, well, pretty much anywhere with rice paddies, we get the seasonal tundra swans. They come uh, feeding on all kinds of bugs and things that have been under the, under the snow in the, in the rice paddies. It's a great sight. It's so cool. There are literally just thousands and thousands of tundra swans in, in these rice paddies. And I tell you, man, those honkers make quite the noise. I mean, when there's that many of them, it, it, it really is an amazing sight. And they're only ever here for a few weeks. You know, once the, the snow covered, uh, the snow comes off the rice paddy, the, uh, once the snow comes off the rice paddies, <laughs> when they dry up and the warmer weather starts coming, uh, they're gone. Um, and it's an annual thing. I really like to go uh, to go see them. Looking forward to seeing them again next year in 2024. Of course, in 2023, there were lighthouse rides. The Hiyoriyama Lighthouse in Otaru. The Ishikari Lighthouse. The Atsuta Lighthouse. You know, those, there's such beautiful scenery around lighthouses, don't you think? It's, um, you know, you're up high. You're over the water. It's, um, it's really, it's worth the effort going to a lighthouse. It, it really is. But one ride I didn't do this year was my uh, Sea to Shining Sea ride. Have I told you about this? I don't think so. So two years ago, I did a big ride. It was over a 200-kilometer ride as well. A super ride, if you will. I had my feet in the Sea of Japan and the Pacific Ocean in the same day. I thought that was pretty cool. So again, with the 200-kilometer rides... You're up at 3.30, I'm up at 3.30, out the door. Sorry, up at 3, out the door at 3.30. I get all my stuff ready the night before, so it's not so bad. You just got to throw some clothes on and go. But that day was uh, from Ishikari up to the Ishikari Bay. Had my feet in the water there, the Sea of Japan in the Ishikari Bay. Then rode back out to uh, Atsuma, which would be the kind of the middle where the water is in the middle part, lower part of uh, Hokkaido. It was really nice. It, it, I put my feet in the Sea of Japan. There's kind of, what's it called? It's, I think it's called the Surfer's Paradise in Atsuma. I think that's what it's called. But that area. 
But that is such a great ride getting down to Atsuma because going through Abira, Abira is an area of Hokkaido where uh, lots of the major horse farms are. A lot of race horses are bred up here in Hokkaido and, and that's the area a lot of them come from. But man, those horse farms, holy smokes, there is so much money there. It's crazy, those the buildings, the stables, the grounds. The grounds are immaculate. Even the fences, there's no sign of them falling down or anything. They're, they're just amazingly well-maintained. It's uh, just an incredible sight riding through the horse farms of Abira. Definitely going to have to be doing that again next year. Another ride that didn't get done was Niseko. Oh, man. We, we had plans three times this year to get the Niseko. And each time they fell through. You know, what can you do, right? Plans fall through. But three times. I mean, one time uh, one of my riding buddies had, um, whatchamacallit, COVID, the Rona. Another time, uh, the guy we stay with, he was uh, he had a business trip come up. I think I had COVID one weekend. Was that it? Three times. Three times the, the, our Nisiko ride fell through. At least for me. I know one of my friends uh, went to Nisiko a bunch of times, but not, it just did not happen for me this year. Uh, something that will have to be rectified next year, for sure. And one thing I did that was really fun was uh, the ride out to Gokibiru. I, I did a bunch of rides to Gokibiru this year, but um, this one in particular was great. Gokibiru is along Route 231 up, uh, up the coast of the Sea of Japan. This is just a beautiful place. I mean, mountains just fall into the sea there. It, it's gorgeous. The, the water is a really nice color. Sometimes it gets that really nice green greenish tinge to the water it's amazing you can walk out along a long pier there's kind of like a a, a beach area to it but the one time i didn't just do uh the ride to gokibiru to the fishing port of gokibiru i did the hike up to the gokibiru gokibiru toge which was gorgeous there and back it was a total of a seven kilometer hike Pretty good. Now, I'm not a hiker. I That's the only hike I did this year. Would like to do more of it next year. But the scenery was fantastic up the top. It's just forest forever. Uh, that's kind of a lie because parts of the view got kind of ruined by uh, the power lines. You know, power lines just kill a view, don't they? But anyway... The hike up was really, really nice. Of course, you got the bear fear going on. So I was playing, uh, I was playing my Spotify, Ishikari Massive, to try and keep the bears away. And none came, so hey, I guess it worked. <laughs> but that is something I am definitely doing again. I'll definitely be riding uh, to Gokibiru, and I will definitely be doing that hike again. That's a great day out. Because the ride to Gokibiru for me is um, a hundred, what's it, a hundred and thirteen kilometers, and you know you're just going through Atsuta, uh up past the 
I rode at the Michino Eki, the road station there. So, you know, you, you go, you've got the beautiful scenery of the Sea of Japan. You've got some really good hills. So there's some good climbs in it as well. It's a great workout. And you, you go through the rice baddies of uh, Gonosawa. So it's just, a, that is a fantastic ride. Speaking of Atsuta, I did a ton of riding in Atsuta this year. That's the best. That is my favorite ride. There's this little place in between two tunnels on Route 231. There's this little offshoot. You could you could drive into it, I, I guess, but it's not very big at all. There's just just this little paved area. I, I actually it's like a, I guess I suppose technically it's a maintenance area for people working on the tunnels and and uh, what have you. I call it my fortress of solitude. I just to that point and home is exactly a hundred kilometer ride for me. Well, exactly. No, I think it's like 102, 103 kilometers. Anyway, it's just the best place to sit and have lunch, looking over the Sea of Japan, facing the Otaru side. So you're looking straight across the Ishikari Bay. And it, it's my, it's definitely, it's my favorite ride. You know, my wife, she, God bless her, makes me lunch. And I just love sitting there and having... Uh, rice balls or sandwiches or, or whatever she makes me for those rides. Quite a lot. Don't get me wrong, folks. I make a lot of my own food for these rides. But it is nice having someone to cook your lunch for you, ain't it? <laughs> so, I don't know how many times I, I did that uh, Atsta ride this year. A lot. A lot. But I've actually found I have some new favorite places as well. You know, I spent a lot of time uh, cycling up uh, Route 275 and Route 12. Really great rides, really flat. But there are some really, really interesting, really interesting destinations up there. But, I, I again, I think what's so different about those rides is just how flat it is. Man, there are no hills up there at all. It is flat as a pancake. I think this summer, what, I did four... 200 kilometer plus rides up there. That was great. One ride I did up to the uh, Sunflower Village in Hokuryu. Beautiful, beautiful Sunflower Village. You know, they've got the, uh, the fields and fields of sunflowers, which makes for great scenery. Instabai, I believe the locals say. Instabai is instagut. Instabai. <laughs> But that day was ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I, the weather forecast the night before said to expect a slight, a very small amount of rain before 6 a.m. So I thought, ah, no problem. A little drizzle, piece of cake. I, I don't need anything. So I didn't take any rain gear. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't take extra shoes, I, I didn't take, not, nothing, nothing. But the forecast was so terribly, terribly wrong. It rained from before 6 a.m. straight through to 12. <laughs> it was like a five hour, and it wasn't just drizzling, it was a fucking downpour the whole way. And I just kept going because I thought, if I'd known that that's what it was going to be like, I might have turned around. But 
the, because the forecast said it was going to be just a short, small amount of rain, I kept thinking, all right, this has got to stop any time now. And it didn't stop until I got to the Hokudyu Sunflower Village. It actually stopped. I think I was like pulling into the parking lot. <laughs> if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. <laughs> uh, made for a better story, though, I suppose. You know, tragedy usually does, right? <laughs> Other rides up the Route 12 way, up the Route 275 way. You know, I saw the Nako bus, the Ghibli Nako bus, the cat bus. That was great. But the big one, definitely the highlight of my season was riding uh, all the way to Kamui Kotan in Asahikawa. That day was the biggest ride I've ever done. It was 240.79 kilometers. And that ride got done on August 26. And that day... The weather hit 35 degrees Celsius. Holy shit, it was hot. It was a monster ride. But the heat oh, just made it an out-of-body experience. <laughs> that, that was... I was so happy I did that. I, I, I know I, I, I talked about it on a podcast before very early on in this podcast. Um... But the scenery there is amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, with the river, the mountains on each side, that white bridge, uh, the old station there, the, the cycling road, um, the bear signs all over the place. And the, the legend of the area, you know, that two go a god and a demon had this big battle there. I mean, that was really cool. And I was super happy I got it done because, you know, we driven past it a few times on the way to the boys' soccer tournaments in Asaikawa. And I remember thinking as we were driving along, like, this is rideable. Look how flat this all is. Yeah, it's far as fuck. But this is very, very rideable. And I got it done, and I, man, I was so happy after that day. That just put my stoke on high, you know? And I got to get back out there again because... I didn't know this until after the fact, but there is a stone circle somewhere in that area. You know how I love me a stone circle, eh? Those Jomon Jidai stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, so the stone circles as well. How awesome was that riding to those this year? You know, we found that new stone circle up Route 12. Um, the, the Yoichi stone circles. Definitely going to be doing those rides again next year. And with that map, I got at the Jomon exhibit at the Hokkaido Museum. I picked up a map that had a bunch of other Jomon sites around Hokkaido. And actually, somewhere in Aomori as well. North Japan. I, I doubt I'll be able to get to the Aomori ones. I, probably not next year because we've still got another year at least of soccer with my youngest son. But at some point in the future when we're all done being parents... <laughs> <laughs> Just let it, sorry, I know that never ends, but, you know, at, at least for now, with the, with the high school soccer still being a big part of our lives, I, I'm not going to be able to do a lot of long overnight stays or, or long, long touring. But, 
but definitely I'm going to get to as many of the stone circle sites as possible. That I'm really looking forward to that. Really, really looking forward to making use of that map. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Another highlight for 2023 was getting my bike odometer, getting my bicycle up to the same distance as the equator. 40,075 kilometers. It took me six seasons to do that, and I hit that mark on September 2nd. That was great. And what made that even more fun was, uh, you know, I stopped in to see my wife at Kitanoryoba, and a, an old friend of ours just happened to be there as well. So it was kind of a, hey, this is kind of cool. You guys are all here uh, together. And it, it was really nice to, to kind of share the day with them. And of course, the fall colors. The fall colors were just fantastic. Uh, actually, wait, they were kind of average this year, weren't they? What the hell am I talking about? They were kind of late in coming. I guess the weather was just so different this year because the summer was so hot and it was so hot for so long. What was that? Seven weeks, eight weeks straight of the temperature being above 30 degrees every day? I think that's right. I think that's how I remember that. But still, there was a lot of really exciting stuff out there this year. Our, our ride uh, up Nakayama Toge was very eventful. We, <laughs> we got destroyed by the weather. It was so cold. It was snowing at the top. It was pouring rain. Man, this year, 2023, saw all kinds of riding get done in all kinds of weather. <laughs> if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. <laughs> oh, man. Really, really a great a great year. 2023 was a great year for cycling. Not the best for a lot of other stuff. You know, hey, you're listening out there. You know what I'm talking about. And I wish uh, a very, I wish you the best for 2024. You know, it, um, it's a hard thing. Uh, people have gone through in uh, 2023. And um, I hope everybody is in tip top health and uh, happiness for 2024. I, I, you know, obviously um, going through what a lot of you have out there in, in 2023 was, was not nice. And hey, here's the 2024, right? So, well, let's talk about that. New Year's. Christmas is come and gone. It was fun. You know, my oldest is home. We had our Christmas lasagna. It was delish, you know, I, my mom's recipe and all that. Um, but now we've got New Year's coming up. We've got a hell of a New Year's coming up, actually. We've got a big party tomorrow, <laughs> which is going to be great fun. We've got a bunch of old, uh, old friends coming around. Uh, some young people, some old people. We'll be here and celebrating. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, Sunday night is actually New Year's Eve. Saturday night, we've got the party. Sunday night is New Year's Eve. And we're actually going to be home for New Year's Eve this year. How about that? An extremely rare event. I think this will be the second time I'll be spending New Year's Eve in our house. 
which I'm really, really looking forward to, actually. The last time we were home for New Year's, it was because of COVID. You know, it was one of those times where nobody was going anywhere due to COVID. And um, we stayed home because, you know, nobody wants to kill grandma. <laughs> nobody wants to give grandma the Rona. And that was also back at the time when you thought if you were asymptomatic, you could still be spreading it. Is that a thing still? Jeez, I don't even know. Or it's, who knows? <laughs> Fuck COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, yeah, looking forward to having New Year's here at home. And hopefully there'll be some good fights on this year, like uh, Ryzen or something like that. Boxing, kickboxing. I I, I, uh, I love the, the New Year's Eve fights. I think I mentioned before, I think I mentioned last week that uh, TV tends to be the central point of focus for a lot of people on New Year's. There's tons of TV specials. Um, all kinds of different stuff. There's comedy shows, variety shows, the red and white singing contest, which I am not a fan of. I can't stand it. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. But the fights are usually pretty good. I remember uh, way back uh, when my uh, wife's father was was, uh, still with us, he and I used to sit and watch the fights together. And, you know, the boys were watching their comedy shows and uh, the women were all watching the red and white singing contest, and uh, my father-in-law and I used to disappear upstairs. He had a TV upstairs. We used to head upstairs and just uh, the two of us watch the fights for uh, New Year's Eve. It was a, it, it was good. It was good. Um, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore either. But that's what happens from year to year. It's you know, it's the good and the bad that that comes with each, each and every year. Um, Never mind. Good stuff. We got good stuff coming up, right? So, the boys will both be home. I think they'll both be home, but I think they're already talking about heading up to uh, Banaguro Shrine with uh, some of their friends. It's a bit far away. Hey, look at that. Banaguro Shrine. We've come full circle in the podcast today. <laughs> so, now that we've come back to Banaguro Shrine, guys... What do you say we wrap this one up for 2023? Uh, well, one more thing that I've been really happy about. I really enjoy doing this podcast, folks. It's a lot of fun. It is a really nice hobby. I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I like putting the episodes together. I like doing the research for all the the, the places that I've been to. And, and I've been learning a lot as I've been doing all the research for it. And, and I, I hope... You've enjoyed coming along for this ride with me. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening, folks. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I got a lot of more stuff on deck for 2024. So folks, on that note, I'll sign off for 2023. Thank you very much. I hope you all have a wonderful new year. Wish you all the best for 2024. I hope you have a good party or whatever it is you do, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I hope you're with family. I hope you're with friends. I hope you have fun. Thanks, everybody. Love you.